the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial, getting you the retirement goal. Some trends to think about. Tech trends, demographic trends, millennial spending trends. It's always out there. No one can predict how the future is going to shake out, but a trend can be your friend and you can ride it quite far. You can make educated guesses on how trends will impact stocks and economies. So, a couple things that are out there right now that looks like trends for the next year, two years, is large companies are starting to tout the heck out of their solar-powered offices, or uh, whether it be Apple or Google, for instance, we don't rely on fossil fuels, and yet they kind of do. But they're trying to do their best not to, as well as replace what they're doing, I guess you could say, on an evil basis to the environment. That's really stretching it, but you see what I'm trying to get at. Um, you're starting to see what are called material scientists and architects. They're starting to develop bricks that have bacteria they're making cement that captures carbon dioxide. They're creating co- building cooling systems using nothing but available wind and, and you know the sun, um, which is pretty cool. That's one of the big trends out there right now is material scientists. Uh, elsewhere, another trend I think you can say fairly will be business bots. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a link, someone I've worked with in the past, it's like, you should make a bot of yourself. And you answer enough questions, and then suddenly, I don't actually have to do the show. I can just turn the bot on, and you can call in and ask the bot questions. Uh, it's not quite there yet, of course, but you can make a bot of yourself. And Okay, I'm with it. Uh, keep in mind, Microsoft introduced a bot last year. 
that as it learned, it learned to become incredibly racist. And it learned to basically want to wipe out all people on the planet. So they had to shut that bot down. And they've just recently introduced a new one. But bots have been put into chat services. Entrepreneurs are going to use artificial intelligence to handle the logistics of running a business. Um, certainly, I need to reset my password for the company that I work for. Or I got locked out and can't use the time clock. There doesn't need to be a real human on the other side of that interaction. The question of, okay, what's your social security number? What is your last known password? That could all be handled by a pretty simple bot. So, as New York Post would put it, it's the end of jobs. So, instead of end of days, we're moving quickly to replace all people. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. happened in radio for years where big companies like Clear Channel will, you know, have 10 stations and they'll have one person doing weather in 10 different stations, one person doing a morning show for four or five stations in a region. Uh, you just kill the local references and do your radio show. Uh, so it's not that crazy that it's also moved to TV um, as well. I know there's one company right now out of Texas who's doing a morning show for four or five markets. One morning show for four or five markets, but it, you know, morning shows are typically local. Not so much anymore. So bots are going to be big. Um, and you're going to see more and more of them. So um, a research and development bot might automatically solicit designs from freelancers, while a sales and marketing bot polishes the online e-commerce platform. Um we're going to move beyond the very simple bot that can replace a password for you to bots that can do, you know, essentially high-tech jobs. I've had this argument on a trend that I think will continue. And, uh, you know, recently we had our elections, and one of the things in our elections was, you know, we need to tax this and we need to tax that. In this case, it was soda. And I remember when I was a kid, you know, starting to see cigarette taxes go higher and higher and higher and alcohol taxes go higher and higher and higher. And I quickly, it dawned on me that you can tax sins pretty easily. And people will go, well, we're taking soda away from kids and, you know, they'll turn into fat diabetic kids, oompa loompas. So let's tax them. And it's kind of an unfair tax because if you're a millionaire paying a penny uh, in tax for a soda, it's not as bad as being someone who's making $30,000, $40,000 a year. So it's one of those taxes that's not distributed evenly, so to speak. Um, but you get the idea. So one of the ideas on taxes that I threw out there was why not tax meat? Uh, meat consumes a lot of water. Cows need water. Uh, cows need grass. Grass needs water. Cows fart. There's a big gas issue tied towards methane and our, our oxygen on the planet from meat. Uh, and I think one of the big trends is you're going to see more and more plant-based proteins and they're going to gain in popularity. So as a replacement slaughtering, slaughtering live animals... I think there will be a moral issue that continues to get into play. 
Um, and I think there will also just be a environmental issue. So let's tax meat. Let's tax milk. Um, the you know, tissues drawn painlessly from live animals will be engineered to create synthetic lab-grown food. So a lot of people believe synthetic food will be in every grocery store, and uh, we're going to start seeing some new plant-based meat replacements at grocery stores. There'll be a bigger vegan aisle, um, and it'll taste better than ever, which has been the problem to date. So, uh, yeah, I think I do think we move more towards synthetics and. If you have a kid today who's, say, you know, 10 years old, I think you can make an argument that in his lifetime, you know, we won't, he won't be eating a big T-bone steak when he turns 70, or maybe his kids won't be eating prime rib. I think you can make that argument. Now, again, it seems like a stretch, sure. There was a day when, you know, you didn't have to wear seatbelts in cars, and everyone was like, oh, I'll never wear a seatbelt, it's too constricting. So another big trend in society right now is virtual reality. And I think in my hope and my desire, virtual reality will overtake sporting events and concerts. Um, I, I would love to go see the Lumineers, but I don't really want to stand around with other people at a concert. So instead of shelling out $100 to see Kanye, um, if I can get in the front row with a virtual reality device and feel like I'm there... Um, literally being steps away from Kanye, I, I'd, I'd be all for that. We'll keep talking about some trends, some investment ideas, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Friday Report. Old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey update. Time to talk a little ice. A little ice hockey. It's that season. Oh, I love this season, to be quite honest with you. It's the playoff push. I think there's nothing better than... NHL, AHL hockey at this time of the year. Uh, it's good during October, November, December, but not as good during the playoff push. How are you, Nick? Nick Nick Nolenberger, uh, voice of the San Jose Barracuda. How are you? Good. How you doing, Rob? Good. Now, I've fallen a little bit off this week. Um, the Barracuda made the playoffs. They've got a whole month to, to like get used to that kind of feeling. So I've lost a little bit of dire attention. What have I missed? Well, yeah, punch the first ticket in the American Hockey League. Uh, there's uh, no teams have yet to uh, secure a spot yet since we uh, were able to do it uh, last Saturday. But uh, exciting stuff, be able to get in, kind of have that security. But still a lot of work to be done because um, the club has 10 games to go and they're, they're trying to claim a, the top spot in the Pacific Division and have home ice throughout the, at least the first couple of rounds. So um, still a lot of work to be done, but 
San Diego uh, has been really on San Jose's heels for this entire run and this entire kind of second half. They played as good as a, as the Barracuda have, and they they're only a, a point behind now. So those two teams were met up on um, Wednesday was our last game, and uh, San Diego they're, they're a tough team to play at. Uh, or a tough team to play, especially down there, and uh, they uh, won 5-1. So it got them within a point. So still a lot of work to be done to kind of fend them off and try to take the, the top spot in the Pacific because home ice is going to play a big uh, big role on whether, you, you know, you make it far in the rounds. It's, inter- it's interesting that you know that because sometimes I, I think there's nothing better than a Game 7 in NHL hockey, whether it's Round 1, 2, 3, or the Stanley Cup Finals. Is it that kind of intense as well at the HL level? Is it the home ice goes crazy? Well, I think I think the biggest reason why home ice, you can look at a perfect example uh, against San Diego, um, just wrapped up a 10-game season series with them. They're one point behind us, so it just kind of gives you an example of how balanced those teams are. But the home team won all five games. So during the 10-game the ten game season series, the, the home team was a perfect 5-0. and So... Yeah, I think uh, it, it is just as intense, you know, playoff hockey at all levels. You know, everybody kind of steps their game up and the intensity, you know, ramps up. And uh, to have that little bit of edge playing in front of your home fans, playing in your own building, I think that can be the difference of, you know, being able to win or lose. So um, it does play a big, big role. Good stuff. Now, how are the Barracuda playing at this point in time? It appears to be from a distance that um, – with lack, now I'm not going to say the lack of focus. That's the wrong thing to say. But the playoff edge is off. So are they fine tuning? What are they doing at this point? Um, yeah, again, they're in, but uh, you know, there's still so much work to be done. The, the, just the motivation of trying to fend off San Diego, I think, is going to be enough. It's just a tough slate. It's tough to play down in San Diego where they were on Wednesday. Everybody in the Pacific Division is good. Uh, every night you got to bring your A game. Um, you know, and when you win 14 straight, you kind of expect to, to win them all. And um, I think uh, the Barracuda kind of got a toast of uh, reality, at, you know, after that point. It's been, uh, it hasn't been as smooth as sailing. So it's kind of getting back to the drawing board and continuing to try to play within the system and, and keep it simple, get pucks deep and, and not try to do too much in the neutral zone, don't turn pucks over. And, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still the, I think the coaching staff still feels like uh, there's a lot these guys can accomplish in this little span of time and a lot that can uh, get them ready for the postseason. Second youngest team in the American Hockey League, so there's still a lot of learning uh, to be done from here until the playoffs. That's pretty cool, right? Second youngest team in the AHL, and they've punched the first ticket to the playoffs. And, uh that that should translate well for the Sharks down the future, down the road, but it also bodes well for you and the the Barracuda. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a this is a team that they kind of circled a few years back. That potentially um, there's a lot of young talent that was going to be coming in. It just kind of happened to come in at the right time. Um, you got guys who came from college, so they were drafted a few years ago and they finished up their college careers. And this is their first year. You've got guys who you know finished their junior careers and are you know 20 to 21. The college guys are 23 to 24. So it just all kind of came together at the perfect time. And, uh, yeah, it bodes well, I think, for the, the entire organization as a whole. There's only so many spots up in the NHL, so um, it allows these guys to continue to develop the AHL level, and there's no pressure for them to get up there right away. When they do get up there, they're ready. When called upon, they can produce. They can jump in a lineup, um, you know, with a pretty seamless transition. And um, that's the whole idea of the AHL is to, you know, mold these guys, develop their games, and get them to be ready uh, when their number's called to, to make the leap to the NHL. So, Nick, you're down in Tucson right now, right? 
We sure are. So you got a Saturday, Sunday uh, away tilt in Tucson against the Tucson Roadrunners. Then you come back home Friday, March 31st, and Saturday, April 1st. People can hear it here on AM 1220 KDOW. Um, it's kind of that last little push. I, I'm looking at the schedule, and like, there's no more time. People can there's there, there's plenty of games people can come see. Um, like I said, the um, Friday 31st, uh, April 1st game. It's kind of a little bit of a homestand coming down the road. Um, as the season ends, it's actually away games, a lot of away games. Um, are, are we peppered? Are we ready? Is there anything we need to know? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, I, it's, a, it's a final few stretches. So if you haven't seen this team play, uh, you know, make sure. I always tell people, come to a game. It's, it, as you mentioned during our talk, it's yeah. family-friendly and affordable as it gets. Um, great entertainment. And you get a great product. This is a really good, young, talented team with a lot of young guys that have spent time in the NHL and uh, contributed up with the Sharks and, you know, in a year or two are going to be knocking on the door for a full-time role. But uh, it's a great product. It's, you know, this team is really, really good. You, you don't don't get spoiled like this all the time with this <laughs> talent as a team. Fair and uh, so, you know, I just recommend people to come out, check it out. I promise uh, you come to a game and you, your kids and yourself are going to be hooked. Speaking of which, it's like the whole uh, San Francisco Giants we won in 2012, 2014, 2016. Like we get spoiled, right? Um, and hockey is is the same kind of thing. It's um, it's great when it's fantastic, and uh, everyone should enjoy this right here, right now. Friday, March 31st, and Saturday, April 1st. The next couple of home games, season's wrapping up. I'll talk to you. Uh, we'll get an update next Friday. Thanks, Nick. It's Nick Nolenberger, the voice of the San Jose Barracuda. You can hear him at sjbarracuda.com. That's sjbarracuda.com. Uh, follow the games family friendly i think we're gonna have some more tickets to give away at some point in time as the season starts wrapping up and we go into the playoffs i'm excited uh there would be nothing better for me than to see the barracuda and the sharks playing into may it's you don't want your you don't want your hockey players playing golf in may you want them playing for the cup you want them playing for the big trophy and uh, nick nolenberger is the voice of the barracuda 800-516-1220 to get your call in the air it's 800-516-1220 Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. If anyone wants to give a call to the show, talk a little Barracuda, talk a little retirement, it's all good. You can find out more information at sjbarracuda.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
Took a bus to Chinatown. It's kind of like doing your taxes, right? It's that time of year. Bringing Raphael Tolino. Raphael, how are you? Hi, Rob. Long time. How are you, my brand, my man? Long time. We talk every IRS season, which is, uh, well, right about now. This is true, and your audience know that we go way, way back before that? We do go way, way back, and I totally appreciate that. I found you to be um, an unbelievably accommodative uh, host and uh, ambassador of, of the Bay Area when I moved here 15-plus years ago. So um, you've moved on to the IRS, and uh, you represent the IRS at this point in time, and uh, let's talk a little tax season. Okay, we got it. I appreciate the kind words. Yes, uh, it is tax season. We're, uh, you know, we're doing our thing. The uh, deadline is April 18th this year. We get an extra three days, and that's because the 15th falls on a weekend, and there's uh, something called Emancipation Day, which is a holiday in D.C., and therefore they get an extra day, so the rest of the country does what the law says and the whole thing. So your deadline is the 18th of April this year, which is uh, three more days to procrastinate. I mean, uh, do your taxes, procrastinate this kind of the norm. We get a lot of taxes done right around now, as a matter of fact, through the deadline. In other words, fully a third of them are done from now through April 18th. A lot of folks wait till last minute. I turned over my tax paperwork to my accountant probably on Wednesday of this week. And it's a funny thing for me, Raphael. It's um, it's a shoebox of anything that says tax letters or tax notification, important notification. I just save all my donations, and I save all my W-2s, and I save all that kind of stuff in a shoebox, and I give it to the accountant. He magically gets done, but it is a little bit of procrastination because I could have given it to him mid-February. You could, and uh, one of the things that uh, we offer is to maybe do it in steps, gather your paperwork, get it together, organize it. Uh, it may make it easier on your tax guy who may or may not want it that way. I'm sure most want some sort of kind of organization, but... I suppose it brings up a good point if you're waiting until now. Maybe spend some time and gather it together. If you're a, you know, if you're a small business owner, if you have a bunch of unreimbursed expenses for the year, uh, get that shoebox, if you will, or whatever you've got, whatever file you have, and maybe put them together and gather them, and then as the first step, and then come back, uh, maybe a little bit later, a couple days later, or whatever, and, and don't try to do it all at one time, which for some can be overwhelming if you're going to self-prepare. Chances are most of us. Uh, can self-prepare, uh, depending on the situation we're in, how complicated or comfort level, of course, but the software and what's there now, really uh, hold your hand all the way through it. It's not too hard to navigate it if you just kind of get yourself together. But everybody's got their own way. I think it's about 55 to 60%, and that number has been steady, uh, somewhere between those two numbers, uh, of all returns are done by tax preparers, tax professionals through the years, and so... Uh, you certainly find that a lot of folks uh, uh, certainly uh, outsource it, if you will. Raphael, I, I actually, um, this is actually a good admission for you. Um, so I did my taxes last year. I gave all my paperwork to the accountant, and um, I forgot to give him one piece of paper. It was my dividends on my Apple stock, which was about $100,000. Yeah. So my taxes got filed incorrectly last year. And I got a letter from the IRS, which is the worst thing in the world. But here's how it went down. The IRS says, Rob, you forgot to include $100,000 in dividends. You owe us $48,000 plus penalties. And I'm like, oof. I call the tax guy. Tax guy, uh, CPA goes, um, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's figure this out. And he, he punches in the dividends. He's like, sorry, I missed this. He punches it, and he's like, you're not going to owe that much money because now you hit the alternative minimum tax. You missed that. You missed this. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. You're going to owe about 30000 which I'm totally fine with. 
Um, but it wasn't that bad of a procedure. You know, the IRS is like, boom, 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 you owe us. I, I thought they were going to kick down my door. I thought they were going to take my bank account. I thought they were going to take my car. I thought they were going to put me in prison. It, it was just a letter. It was pretty yeah, darn easy, all things considered. It, it's crazy. I'm glad you bring that up. It's crazy what people think. If you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. It's just uh, you just respond to the letter. If you make a math error, chances are we'll correct it for you and send you a notice. If you disagree with the information on there, you have every right, by the way, to disagree if you don't think it's right and to appeal that number. Uh, you can do that, no problem. You don't have to uh, adhere to the exact number if you feel differently. That's my point there. The other thing is, yeah, it, you just want to respond to the letter. Nobody is sending the paddy wagon after you. You have to be really uh, in a position where you have willfully evaded taxes for a long time and engaged in criminal activity and this, that, and the other. So the idea of correcting a mistake isn't that bad, and it's not the end of the world. If you get a letter, you just want to respond to it. And then what you did, or maybe what your tax rational did, was file an amended form 1040X. Right. I was on a different radio show the other day and taking calls from listeners, and a couple called and said the same thing. Oh, I forgot this, that, and the other. I said, you know, it's a paper form. You cannot e-file 1040X, but wait till your return processes, get your refund or make your payment, whatever it is, and then send in 1040X, Follow the instructions. Make sure you have your original turn, return there for that year. And uh, follow along and submit the paperwork and send in, uh, send in what you have to send in. If you over you send too much, like anything else, you get a refund. You know, the, the taxes, the, the, the percentage are like a layer cake. This first amount is this, 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 that, and the other. And most of us, when we pay taxes, aren't paying taxes at our top-tier tax rate. It ends up being, with your deductions and credits, a percentage much lower than that. Right. Uh, but the bottom line is your experience is... Um, is more normal than what the myth would be. You know what I mean? Now, the f interesting thing about the IRS, and we've talked about this before, is it's because it's such an entity in our lives. It's something we think about 24-7-365. It's, it's in the background. There's a lot of scams tied towards this time of year where people are trying to give you, get you to give up your uh, Social Security number. Let's talk a little bit about how to turn down the IRS scams that are yeah. inevitable. Yeah, good, good call. Uh, you know, tax scammers using the IRS as a lure, uh, right. using the IRS as a carrot, so an email showing up in your inbox. I've seen different variations on social media other than the phone call as well. So the most two most common you're going to see is a phone call out of the blue demanding immediate tax payment. Now, this is the IRS, and you have to do this, that, and the other. We will never call you and demand immediate tax payment. In fact, our normal correspondence is a letter in the mail, not a random threatening phone call. The email is a phishing email, and we've seen variations of those through the years. But there's other more sinister uh, things going on with it where the scammers are using IRS. Uh, you know, a W-2 scam, that we, we've seen this, and this is really tough, too. And it's been a lot of companies have been hit in the last few months is where you're a, you're a scammer. You act like the head or an executive of a company. You send an email to your payroll, your HR department, asking for a whole bunch of information on your employees, all their W-2 tax cut information. Wow. You get that information, and as a scammer, once you have that information, then you can use it within the tax system to file fraudulent returns. We've seen a lot of companies fall prey to that as well, so it's not necessarily just individuals. And that's not IRS impersonation. That's a, a scammer acting as someone else to get that information, then they can use it within the tax system. We've also seen the IRS on the other side of the coin strengthen, and I mean really strengthen, all of our procedures uh, to uh, security. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much stronger we are in terms of access 
uh, to certain uh, things in IRS.gov for security procedures. So we continue to fight it. We continue to combat it. But the bottom line is this, in terms of you bringing it up, if something sounds like it's too good to be true, it probably is. If somebody is calling you and asking you for information, like a Social Security personal intrusive information, your SSN, your bank, your password, chances are it's a scammer, and uh, you know you don't want to give it to them. So, Raphael, as we're heading down towards the end of tax season, we've got, uh, like, I guess, three more weeks, roughly. Yep. Anything else that we need to know? Um, uh, I know the IRS website's pretty darn good. I know you can we, do- we are. We do, we do what we can. Oh, two quick things. If you need information, like you said, try IRS.gov first. If you need to go to an office, you have to make an appointment. Every office now is appointment only, so really? you're going to have to make an appointment to go to an office to get the help you need. And if you need it, get it. Uh, phones are fine but you're going to find yourself on hold if you get through it all. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to do to get through to the IRS anymore. We're sorry about that. It's just a resource issue. And then finally, uh, if you cannot get it done, there's always an extension of time. It gives you through mid-October, but the extension is to file and not to pay. So if you owe or you think you owe, then you do want to send something in by April 18th to avoid penalties and interest if you have a requirement because, as you know, Rob, the penalties are much greater if you have a requirement to file and don't file and don't pay than filing and not full paying. So at least you can pay something and let the agency know we'll work it out. Sounds good. Thanks very much. Rafael Tolino with the IRS. It's that time of season. It's tax season. And again, uh, I brought that up, and that's a pretty good admission that I forgot one form, which was happened to be $100,000 of income. Whoops. Um, so I trusted my tax guy to file it correctly. He did, but he for- missed that one form. Everything was sweet. Everything went well. I signed it, sent it off. Um, nine months later, I get a, a letter from the IRS. It's like, you forgot one form. <coughs> you owe us money. <coughs> it wasn't so bad. Um so just know that it's it's a pretty easy group to work with, but like he said, and this is this is the sad part, it's tough to get the IRS on the phone at this point in time. So working with a tax preparer helps enormously when there is a mistake, because when I made a hundred thousand dollars of income mistake, they're like, you know, it's this plus a five thousand dollar penalty. I'm like, but it was just a mistake. And when you refile it it turns into a much, much smaller penalty um, because you're allowed to disagree and you're allowed to say, well, this kicked me into a different tax threshold, which kicks me into lower brackets, which kicks me into different alternative minimum taxes. Um, I think that's worthy of note. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Now, 800 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Just talk the IRS year off, right? It's that time of year, filing your taxes. It's never a fun thing to do. And I remember uh, oh so well the first time you filled out tax forms. It's kind of like now you're an adult. Now you're allowed to go make love to someone on the street that you've never met before and pay your taxes. You're an adult. Like, oh. I guess that's probably a rite of passage, right? And it feels kind of like you pay tax, like yes, enough. You're like ten forty, you get your your money back. You're like woo, and seeing that government check come back is a it's just a, a nice thing. But as you grow, I want you to pay your taxes. I want you to save money for retirement. Yesterday, I did a little story on thirty three percent, roughly. It's thirty two percent, but thirty three percent, roughly, of Americans don't have a hundred dollars for an emergency if they bust open their knee and it's a two thousand dollar uh hospital repair they don't have a hundred dollars saved and here i am going like everyone needs to save 15 percent of their salary and most americans don't have enough money if they they get if they need stitches and everyone should have one million dollars before they retire before they hit their nest egg Kind of a weird, like, I felt bad yesterday. I'm like, I, I, I don't think I'm talking to anyone. I don't think anyone's out there. Hello? Hello? Is this on? Wait. Hello? I don't think it's on. Sorry. 800-516-1220. Can anyone hear me right now? I can hear you. If I walk away from the microphone, if I come closer to the microphone... Twitter is exploring a premium version after 11 years as a free service. I'm embarrassed to say what I use Twitter for. <clears throat> what do you use Twitter for? Well, I use Twitter to follow news services like CNN and Bloomberg and some of my favorite financial services and the people that work at the companies. Instead of going to websites, I follow Twitter and use it like that. No, no. What do you really use Twitter for? Um, adult actresses and their updates of their newest portfolios and videos. No, no, no. What do you really use Twitter for? Um, now we're starting to get hardcore. A little cyber stalking? So Twitter's considered building a premium version of its network aimed at professionals. Whoa. This is the biggest I don't care press release I've ever seen. Like most other social media services, Twitter, since it was founded 11 years ago, has focused on building a huge, huge, it's huge user base for a free service supported by advertising. So 319 million users worldwide. That's not very much. You have to hit the billion level now. Otherwise, you're just not that relevant, according to Facebook. So Twitter has failed to attract enough advertising revenue to turn a profit for the company. So they're now considering thinking about going after a professional service version. Um, would I pay for that? No. How about you? I'll let you answer. Would you pay for a professional service? 
Probably not is my thought. So that's a press release. Now, does the press release move a stock enough for you to go, that's interesting? I don't think so. So you have to learn between investing when you are investing on news and what's not news. So I think we can all aspire to the best case scenario, but you have to be careful of not falling in love with press release. So a lot of things can move stocks. There's a lot of types of news. There's uh, there's a lot of things um, like uh, foreign exchange currency, uh, you know, different types of risk that can move a stock. Press release risk. So is one of them for sure. 800-516-1220. Google's reportedly removing Hangouts SMS messaging to make it a better Slack rival. Now, that's kind of interesting because I have a friend who uses Google's Hangouts on a regular basis. Great Googly Moogly. Great Googly Moogly. Um, Users of Hangouts Android app will see a message on March 27th, basically a couple days from now, informing them of the upcoming removal of the SMS functions. Um, that's interesting. I know a lot of people who use Hangouts, and what's interesting about that is um, they're just texting each other all day long throughout work, of which if I were the boss of that person, I'd be like, you're fired. 800-516-1220. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, Tony Mendez of BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Good morning to you. So there's a weather person at Crown that goes, goes good morning, Fremont. And then she's, uh, it's going to be 56 degrees today. And in San Carlos, good morning to you, San Carlos. It's going to be 72 degrees. Good morning to you in San Francisco. I'm like, why are you saying good morning to a city? But she says good morning to a freaking fracking city. And I hate it. I like that. I want to, I want to hear my city called. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear my local prison called. Good morning to you, <laughs> boys. Okay, I'm just going to drop it right there. I haven't been in prison. Well, I don't think I've ever been in prison. I've been in jail, but not prison. You ever spend any time in jail? Not really. (laughs) Not really is not an answer. It's a yes or no question. Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. I picked up some friends, though. Okay. Way many years ago, you know. Okay, you're going to look to do close to home now. <laughs> let's drop the same topic. 800 516 How's the mortgage market doing, Tony? It's pretty good. Uh, I mean, you have to consider that. Okay, so you picked me up after a night of drinking. It's out there. <laughs> you know, I don't think many people made that uh, correlation. It's doing great. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that are really clicking for the mortgage market right now. Uh, guidelines are getting made, more products. Rates are still great. Um, you know, 2017 looks like the inventory is going to pick up, um, and we still have plenty of buyers. So, and we think home prices will keep going up. So, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.